This podcast is proudly brought to you by Soul Street Coffee. Start your day with a smile. You can visit them at www.soulstreetcoffee.com. And Anchor, the premier podcast hosting platform. Are you interested in launching your own podcast? Please visit them at anchor.fm. Welcome into week two of the National Football League Sunday Slate. Hi everyone, I am Summer, and I want to thank you for joining us for this podcast. I am pleased to be joining my guys, Billy, and Kenneth all season long covering the National Football League. We are going to be breaking down all the games starting with the noon Eastern time kickoff all the way through the Sunday night game. After this quick commercial break, I will be joined by my guys to give you a look at the expected weather forecast, the injury report for both teams, opening lines and key matchups to watch out for in the game. Welcome back everyone for the first game New York Giants will be traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Falcons. On the O-line, no notable injuries reported. For the running backs and receivers, Golden Tate is probable. Tate missed the last game due to a hamstring injury, but he is likely to play. For the front seven, Tate Crowder is probable. Crowder sat out the previous game with a hamstring injury, but it is not expected to interfere with his status for Sunday's contest. Carter Colon is questionable. Colon has a hamstring injury, and it is uncertain if he will be available. And the secondary, Adrian Colbert is questionable. Colbert is bothered by an injured quad, and there is no indication if he will be good to go. Now let us look at the home team of the Bears. On the O-line, no notable injuries. For the running backs and receivers, no notable injuries. For the front seven on D, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, and Khalil Mack are all questionable. Hicks is ailing from an illness, and it is uncertain if the symptoms will subside in time for Sunday's matchup versus the Giants. Quinn missed the last game with an ankle injury, and it is unknown if he will suit up. Mack has a knee injury, and it is unclear if he will play Sunday. Be sure to check the last-minute injury list. And the secondary, no notable injuries. And now I would like to welcome in my guys, Billy and Kenneth. Billy, give our listeners a look at where the lines open for this game and where they are right now. This game opened with the Bears favored by 5.5 and, and now the Bears by 5. The total opened at 43 but is now sitting at 42.5. The ticket count thus far is 4,728. The Bears are getting 36% of the tickets and 43% of the money. The over is getting 61% of the tickets and 65% of the money. Yeah, without a doubt, my player to watch is Giants running back Saquon Barkley. I've been saying since I saw him at Penn State, this is a highlight runner He's not a championship running back. Last week, Saquon Barkley, six rushing yards, averaged a minus 0.2 yards before contact. And his 3.96 yards per rush since week seven of last season is the 10th lowest average in the NFL among 32 running backs with at least 100 yard, I mean, 100 carries in that time period. Saquon Barkley likes to bounce everything outside. He is not a running back that's going to get you a tough three or four yards, drop his shoulder pads, and move the chains. Everything that he runs is going to get to the outside. His big play on that screen pass was without a question. Take a look at it. It was um, on on the perimeter. Saquon Barkley... Like the guy that he's been compared to, Barry Sanders, is not going to get you 
those tough three or four yards that you need to win ball games. Our next game is between the Falcons and the Cowboys. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Falcons. On the O-line, Jake Matthews has a knee injury, and it is unclear if it will prevent him from playing. He is listed as questionable. For the running backs and receivers, Julio Jones is expected to be in Sunday's lineup versus the Cowboys, despite a hamstring injury. For the front seven, Bedrin Sanat, Marlon Davidson, and Charles Harris are all questionable. Davidson missed the last game with a knee strain, and it is unclear if he will play. Sanat is dealing with an ankle injury. Harris was held out of the last game with an ankle injury, and it is uncertain if he will play Sunday against the Cowboys. And the secondary, Darquez Denner departed the last game due to an unspecified injury, but he is projected to be available against the Cowboys on Sunday. On the O-line, Tyron Smith is likely out. Smith is battling a neck injury, and it is unknown if he will line up against the Falcons. For the running backs and receivers, Amari Cooper probable. Cooper is nursing an ankle injury, but it is likely that he will be available. For the front seven on D, Alden Smith questionable. Smith is ailing from a tooth issue, and it is unclear if he will be in Sunday's lineup. Sean Lee IR. Lee has been shifted to the injured reserve list due to a sports hernia. A timetable for return has yet to be established. Leighton Vander Esch IR. Vander Esch has landed on the injured reserve list after having surgery to fix a broken collarbone. It is uncertain when he will be activated. Randy Gregory out. Gregory has served his suspension for violating the league's substance abuse policy, but is still expected to miss the first six weeks of the season for what is being called an acclimation period. And the secondary, Jordan Lewis probable. Lewis missed the last game with a left ankle injury, but he is likely to play Sunday against the Falcons. This game opened with the Cowboys favored by seven and now sits with them favored by three. The total opened at 50 but is now sitting at 54. The ticket count thus far is 4,501. The Cowboys are getting 56% of the tickets and 42% of the money. The over is getting 85% of the tickets and 97% of the money. So, Kenneth who must have a big game today? My player to watch in this matchup is going to be Atlanta Falcons running back Todd Gurley. Todd is looking for his first 100-yard uh, rushing game since week 13 of the 2018 season. With two of the Cowboys' starting linebackers out for this matchup, I see this as Todd's best opportunity to get over 100 yards, especially if he's going to get more than 14 carries like he did against uh, Seattle last week. If Todd is able to get, let's say, 18 to 20 carries in this game, I see him going over 100 yards, and I see the Atlanta Falcons beating the Dallas Cowboys. Our next game is between the Lions and the Packers. This weather should be perfect in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Lions. On the O-line, Joe Dahl questionable. Dahl is battling a groin injury, and it is up in the air if he will be good to go against the Packers on Sunday. Halapulavati Vitae questionable. Vitae missed the last game with a foot injury, and it remains to be seen if he will be on the field against the Packers on Sunday. For the running backs and receivers, Kenny Galladay and Hunter Bryant are both doubtful. Bryant has a hamstring injury and did not play in the previous game. Galladay was unavailable for the previous game due to a hamstring injury, and his availability for Sunday's battle versus the Packers is unlikely. For the front seven, Jamie Collins questionable. Collins Sr. is facing a possible suspension after being ejected from the last game for making contact with an official. His status for Sunday's contest against the Packers is uncertain. And the secondary, Jeff Okuda, is probable. He sat out the previous game with an injured hamstring. Desmond Trufant is out. 
Daryl Roberts is questionable. Roberts has a calf injury, and it is uncertain if he will play. Now let us look at the home team of the Packers. On the O-line, Billy Turner, Elkton Jenkins, and Lucas Patrick are all probable. For the running backs and receivers, Equinemius St. Brown is out. St. Brown has a knee injury. Josiah DeGuara is doubtful. He is dealing with injuries to his shin and ankle. For the front seven on D, Kenny Clark and Randy Ramsey are out. Montrevious Adams is questionable. Adams has a toe injury and did not play in the previous game. And the secondary, Raven Green is questionable. This game opened with the Packers favored by six and still sits there. The total opened at 46 but is now up to 51. The ticket count thus far is 7,200. The Packers are getting 77% of the tickets, and 72% of the money. The over is getting 79% of the tickets, and 85% of the money. Kenneth, which coach are you watching in this one? Yeah, I'm going to be looking at Detroit Lions head coach Matt Patricia. Last week, you blew a double-digit lead to the Chicago Bears. And this week, you get to face the duo of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. You come into this game with a banged-up secondary, and Adams had a career-high 14-catch performance last week against the Vikings. Also, thanks to our friends over at ESPN um, Stats and Information, the Lions played man coverage on 82% of their defensive snaps against the Bears. If you play that same percentage against Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is going to carve you up, and I expect a large chunk of those yards to go to Devontae Adams. Our next game is between the Jaguars and the Titans. This weather should be absolutely wonderful in Music City. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Jaguars. Tight end Tyler Davis is out. Davis sat out the last game due to a knee injury, and he will not take the field versus the Titans on Sunday. Now let us look at the home team at the Titans. Receiver A.J. Brown is out. Brown is dealing with a bone bruise in his knee, and he will not be active against the Jaguars on Sunday. Running back Darrington Evans is out. Evans sat out the last game with a hamstring injury, and he will not play Sunday versus the Jaguars. Malcolm Butler, cornerback questionable. Butler is hampered by a quad injury, and there is no indication if he will be a participant in Sunday's showdown with the Jaguars. This game opened with the Titans favored by 11 and now they are favored by 7. The total opened at 43 but is now sitting at 44 and a half. The ticket count thus far is 4,186. The Titans are getting 34% of the tickets, and 21% of the money. The under is getting 59% of the tickets, and 84% of the money. Kenneth, who is the player to watch? My player to watch? Tennessee Titans running back, Derek King Henry. Last week, Derek ran for 31 rushes, 116 yards against the Broncos. And this week, he gets to see a division foe that he absolutely loved going against. In Derek's last four games against the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's tuned him up to a 498 yards on the ground, including a 99-yard uh, run last season against the Jags. I don't expect anything different, especially with A.J. Brown um, out with a knee injury uh, for the Titans. I expect to see another 30-plus carries, and I definitely see Derek going well over 100 yards in this matchup. Roll Tide.
Our next game is between the Vikings and the Colts. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Vikings. No notable injuries. Now let us look at the home team, the Colts. Marlon Mack, running back, Jack Doyle, tight end, are both out. Doyle's managing injuries to his ankle and knee. He will not face the Vikings on Sunday. Mack has landed on the injured reserve list with a torn Achilles tendon. This game opened with the Colts favored by two and a half and now sits with them favored by three and a half. The total opened at 46 but is now sitting at 49. The ticket count thus far is 6,506. The Colts are getting 27% of the tickets, but 44% of the money. The over is getting 72% of the tickets, and 83% of the money. Which quarterback must have a good game today in this matchup? My player to watch in this matchup is Indianapolis Colts quarterback Philip Rivers. Rivers, in his last four starts against the Vikings, has four passing touchdowns, seven interceptions, and his team has gone one and three in those starts. He also has a 35.1 total QPR against him. His worst against any team since the metric was first tracked in 2006. Philip Rivers cannot be the turnover machine like he was all of last season and what we saw um, in week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So my player to watch is Philip Rivers. Clean up the turnovers and get a much needed win for your Indianapolis Colts. Thanks, Kenneth. And after the short break, we will continue to go through the Sunday slate. Want to gain an advantage this fall in the NFL, the English Premier League, and the SEC? Then head over to our website and sign up for one or all of our packages. Each one will give you access to our advanced stats, key matchup breakdowns each week, and a dedicated Slack channel where you can ask your questions and get a quicker response. Also, we will have a weekly Zoom meeting call. Not able to make the Zoom call? We will send you a copy. The National Football League and Premier League are just getting underway and the SEC starts on September 26th. Because we are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network and we are here to give you your sports advantage. So, sign up today. This game opened with the Bills favored by three and a half and now sits at five and a half. The total opened at 43 but is now sitting at 42 and a half. The ticket count thus far is 6,998. The Bills are getting 77% of the tickets and 83% of the money. The over is getting 53% of the tickets, and 62% of the money. Our next game is between the Bills and the Dolphins. This weather forecast is brought to you by our Crunch Time Sports Advantage weather app. We are expected game a hot one in South Florida, the game time temp of 87 degrees. Rain chance of 20% during the game and winds of less than 5 miles per hour. The humidity should be a factor. It is going to feel like at 100 degrees and even hotter for the players. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Bills. On defense, are down two linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds and Delshawn Phillips are both out. Phillips left the previous game with an injured quad, and he will not be available against the Dolphins on Sunday. Edmonds exited the previous game with a shoulder injury, and he will not play Sunday against the Dolphins. Now let us look at the home team of the Dolphins. Receiver, Devonta Parker questionable. Parker was lifted from the last game with a hamstring injury, and his status for Sunday's battle versus the Bills is in question. Games. My player to watch is Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Josh had a fantastic um, game in week one against the Jets. In his two career starts against the Dolphins, Josh, Josh has actually completed 
almost 63% of his passes for 458 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He also has 11 rushes for 88 yards and a touchdown. We should see if this Miami Dolphins defense has improved enough to where they can manipulate those numbers. If not, it's going to be a long day for the Dolphins. Our next game is between the 49ers and the Jets. This weather should not be a factor. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting the 49ers. Tight end George Kittle is out. Kittle exited the last game due to a knee sprain, and he is not expected to take part in Sunday's matchup versus the Jets. Cornerback Richard Sherman is out. Sherman has been assigned to the injured reserve list with a calf injury, and team officials have yet to provide an exact return date. Now let us look at the home team, the New York Jets. Le'Veon Bell is now on IR. Bell has been moved to the injured reserve list with a hamstring injury, and it is uncertain how much time he will need to heal. Lamical Perrinet questionable. Perrinet missed the last game due to a sprained ankle, and it is unclear if he will play against the 49ers on Sunday. Expect to see a lot of the ageless one, Frank Gore. On D, Avery Williamson questionable. Williamson was held out of the last game due to a knee injury, and it is uncertain if he will be active against the 49ers on Sunday. This game opened with San Fran favored by 6 and now sits at with them by 7. The total opened at 43.5 but is now sitting at 41.5. The ticket count thus far is 6,632. San Fran is getting 79% of the tickets, and 76% of the money. The under is getting 63% of the tickets, and 79% of the money. Coaching will be the key in this one. I'm looking for head coach Kyle Shanahan and this offensive brilliance um, that he's supposed to have as the head coach of the uh, 49ers. Seven points in the second half against the Arizona Cardinals. That's not going to get it done in any week, usually on the on the NFL level. So can he draw up, can he scheme up a better game performance uh, along with the quarterback, Jimmy G, to where this offense can actually sustain drives and put points on the board, especially in the second half against the Jets, who should not be remotely close going into the fourth quarter. If this game is close, watch out. Our next game is between the Rams and the Eagles. This weather forecast is brought to you by our Crunch Time Sports Advantage weather app. We are expected game time temp of 62 degrees. No rain is expected during the game and winds out of the northeast at 11 miles per hour. The humidity should not be a factor as it is around 36%. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Rams. No notable injuries. Now let us look at the home team, the Eagles. Receiver Alshon Jeffrey is out. Jeffrey is on the men from a Lesfranc injury in his left foot. There is no timetable for recovery. This game opened with the Eagles favored by three and a half and now sits with them by five and a half. The total opened at 48 but is now sitting at 45 and a half. The ticket count thus far is 8,675. The Eagles are getting 31% of the tickets but getting 59% of the money. The under is getting 59% of the tickets and 79% of the money. It's those five guys up front for the Philadelphia Eagles. You give up eight sacks last week to the Washington football team. You cannot allow your quarterback to be hit that many times in a game. And oh, by the way, coming to town is probably the most dominant defensive lineman I've seen since Reggie White. 
Aaron Donald. We saw him wreak havoc um, Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. If you let Aaron Donald loose on your quarterback, it's not only going to be a long season for the Eagle fans, it's going to be a very short season for your quarterback, Carson Wentz. Our next game is between the Broncos and the Steelers. This weather forecast is brought to you by our Crunch Time Sports Advantage weather app. We are expected game time temp of 62 degrees. No rain is expected during the game and winds of less than 5 miles per hour. The humidity should not be a factor. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Broncos. Running back, Philip Lindsay is out. Tackle, Garrett Bowles questionable. Bowles has an elbow injury and it remains to be seen if he will play Sunday against the Steelers. On the defense, Mark Barron is out. Barron sat out the previous game with a hamstring injury and he will not line up against the Steelers on Sunday. Now let us look at the home team that the Steelers. The only notable injury is guard, David DeCastro who is out. DeCastro sat out the previous game with a knee injury and he will not dress for Sunday's battle versus the Broncos. This game opened with the Steelers favored by 5.5 and, and now sits with them favored by 6.5. The total opened at 43 but is now sitting at 40.5. The ticket count thus far is 5,926. The Steelers are getting 68% of the tickets, and 61% of the money. The under is getting 49% of the tickets, and 56% of the money. It's Denver Bronco head coach, Vic Fangio. He committed, and you've heard me talk about it in, in different podcasts, coaching malpractice. You don't get to take those timeouts with you into the next game. So kicking in Denver, where we have seen 55 and 60-yard field goals kicked routinely in that high altitude, by not taking those timeouts and saving your team an extra 30 to 45 seconds was critical in you not giving your team an opportunity to win. Vic Fangio, you're going up against Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, and that Steeler defense. You cannot coach as poorly as you did last Monday night and expect to walk into Pittsburgh and get a win. You're a heck of a defensive coordinator, but now can you be a head coach in the NFL? Our next game is between the Panthers and the Buccaneers. This weather forecast is brought to you by our Crunch Time Sports Advantage weather app. We are expected game time temp of 80 degrees. We have a lake wind advisory in effect. We could see winds over 20 miles per hour. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Panthers. On the O-line, Dennis Daly is out. Daly missed the last game due to an ankle injury, and he will not suit up against the Buccaneers on Sunday. And for the defense, Kawan Short and Yetter Gross Matos are both out. Short has a foot injury, and he will not be available against the Buccaneers on Sunday. Gross Matos is going through the concussion protocol, and he will not line up Sunday versus the Buccaneers. Now let us look at the home team, the Bucks. Chris Godwin receiver is out. Godwin is going through the concussion protocol, and he will not suit up for Sunday's battle with the Panthers. This game opened with the Bucks favored by eight and now sits at Bucks seven and a half. The total opened at 48 and a half, but is now sitting at 46 and a half. The ticket count thus far is 7,590. The Bucks are getting 49% of the tickets, but only 34% of the money. The over is getting 78% of the tickets and 89% of the money. There is a quarterback that really did not have a good week one. Player to watch in this matchup is 
Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady. Brady in his opener against the Saints, 23 for 36, 239 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, including a horrible pass um, to where Janoris Jenkins basically jumps the route and takes it back for a pick six. This Buccaneers offense, I've told you all offseason, does not marry up to what Tom Brady is as a quarterback. Bruce Arians loves to push the ball down the field. That's why all of his quarterbacks, no matter where he's been, has thrown a ton of interceptions. But they've also thrown for a lot of yards because, as Bruce likes to say, no risk it, no biscuit. Tom Brady is the absolute opposite of that. Brady likes to work in the middle of the field. That's why his running backs and tight ends routinely catches a lot of passes. Go back to um, his time in New England, Gronk, Elderman, Wes Welker, all of those different running backs, James White last year, um, Rex Burkhead. They catch a lot of passes because Tom Brady does not like to throw outside of the hash where those completion percentages are a lot lower and the chance for interceptions are usually a lot greater. Tom made the mistake in trying to, to throw that route. Jenkins intercepted, took it back for a touchdown. Brady, you're going up against uh, this Panther defense that gave up 30-plus points to the Raiders and made Derek Carr look like a franchise quarterback. Can you bounce back and have the kind of performance that the Buccaneers fans were expecting when you came in this past offseason? Thanks, Kenneth. And after the short break, we will continue to go through the Sunday slate. Want to gain an advantage this fall in the NFL, the English Premier League, and the SEC? Then head over to our website and sign up for one or all of our packages. Each one will give you access to our advanced stats, key matchup breakdowns each week, and a dedicated Slack channel where you can ask your questions and get a quicker response. Also, we will have a weekly Zoom meeting call. Not able to make the Zoom call? We will send you a copy. The National Football League and Premier League are just getting underway and the SEC starts on September 26th. Because we are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network and we are here to give you your sports advantage. So, sign up today. Welcome back everyone, and we look at the rest of the Sunday slate with all these games kicking off after 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Our next game is between the Washington football team and the Cardinals. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Washington football team. On the O-line, no notable injuries. For the running backs and receivers, Antonio Gandy-Golden questionable. Gandy-Golden was absent from the lineup during the last game despite clearing the league-mandated concussion protocol. It has yet to be determined if he will make his season debut Sunday against the Cardinals. For the front seven, Thomas Davis questionable. Davis was held out of the previous game due to a calf injury, and it is uncertain if he will suit up Sunday against the Cardinals. And the secondary, no notable injuries. Now let us look at the home team at the Cardinals. On the O-line, Mason Cole starting center is out. Josh Jones questionable. Jones missed the last game with an ankle injury, and it is unclear if he will suit up Sunday against the Washington football team. For the running backs and receivers, Max Williams is out. Williams is dealing with an ankle injury, and he will not face the Washington football team on Sunday. 
For the front seven on D, Kylie Fitz questionable. Fitz has a wrist injury, and it has yet to be established if he will be in Sunday's lineup versus the Washington football team. And the secondary no notable injuries. This game opened with the Cardinals favored by six and now favored by seven. The total opened at 46 and a half has not changed much. The ticket count thus far is 3,795. The Cardinals are getting 66% of the tickets and 66% of the money. The over is getting 57% of the tickets and 37% of the money. Absolutely. And I'm going right to the Washington football team defensive line. Five former first-round picks on this defensive line. Kerrigan, Sweat, the Alabama boys inside, Payne, Allen, and the number two overall pick in Chase Young. It's not just the eight sacks that they got last week against the Eagles that got my attention. And that's huge. It's the 13 tackles for loss. Three pass breakups by the secondary, but 15 quarterback hits against Carson Wentz last week. Every quarterback has a pressure number to where if you put hands on him enough, he starts seeing ghosts and he's not going to stay in the pocket, set his feet properly and deliver the ball down the field. We saw in that second half this Washington football team defensive line absolutely break the wheel of that Philadelphia Eagle offensive line and their quarterback Carson Wentz. Wentz did not look like he wanted anything to do with um, holding the ball an extra count or two and delivering the ball down the field. I want to see if this defensive line can handle a very mobile quarterback in Kyler Murray. Here's an interesting stat about Kyler Murray. Since uh, being drafted last year, he's been sacked a record 50 times. We talked about it um, during the offseason that the Cardinals did nothing to improve this offensive line, and now you're bringing in what I'm calling the five horsemen of apocalypse for offensive linemen. These guys do not have to blitz to get home. They can they can get there with four and drop seven in the co uh, coverage. So they can spy Murray if they want to and still get pressure on him with just um, those front four in whatever rotation that they're working with. Kyle has been sacked a ton. If this defensive line gets anywhere close to the hits on Kyler Murray that they got to Carson Wentz. I expect the Washington football team to start 2-0. Our next game is between the Chiefs and the Chargers. This weather forecast is brought to you by our Crunch Time Sports Advantage weather app. We are expected game time temp of 77 degrees. No rain is expected during the game and winds of less than 5 miles per hour. The humidity is about 81%. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Chiefs. No notable injuries. Now let us look at the home team, the Los Angeles Chargers. On the O-line, Mike Ponce is out. Ponce has been sent to the injured reserve list due to hip surgery. For the running backs and receivers, Justin Jackson doubtful. Jackson departed the last game due to an injured quad, and it is unlikely that he will play Sunday versus the Chiefs. For the front seven on D, 
no notable injuries. And the secondary, no notable injuries. This game opened with the Chiefs favored by 6.5 and, and now sits with them favored by 9. The total opened at 50.5 but is now sitting at 47.5. The ticket count thus far is 5,157. The Chiefs are getting 83% of the tickets and 81% of the money. The under is getting 40% of the tickets but 75% of the money. For me, it's the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Got a chance to see this young man last year at LSU and was absolutely blown away with the level of toughness that he runs with. Um, Excellent receiver out of the backfield, and that's why I thought on draft night he was the perfect fit for this Kansas City offense. Uh, He's going to be groomed by a fantastic coordinator and former um, running back in Eric Bieniemy. Uh, last week um, against the Texans in the opener, 25 carries, 138 yards, one touchdown. Interesting note, the Chiefs had four explosive plays on offense in that game. None of them came through the passing game. All of them were on the ground, and this young man absolutely – um, ran through and coughed up that Texans defense like Swiss cheese. I want to see if he puts back-to-back weeks together uh, in the NFL. And with Andy Reid, with Bien-Ami, um calling this offense, if they get this part of their game to be explosive, Good luck trying to slow down the Chiefs all offseason as they look to repeat as world champions. So want to see how this uh, running back performs uh, this week, and I expect he will have another fantastic game. This game opened with the Ravens favored by five and now sits with them favored by seven. The total opened at 53.5 but is now sitting at 49.5. The ticket count thus far is 5,384. The Ravens are getting 75% of the tickets and 72% of the money. The under is getting 34% of the tickets, and 71% of the money. Our next game is between the Ravens and the Texans. Now here's a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Ravens. On the O-line, Ronnie Stanley questionable. Stanley left the last game with a hip injury, and his status for Sunday's clash against the Texans is undetermined. For the running backs and receivers, Chris Moore is out. Justice Hill questionable. He'll sat out the last game with a thigh injury, and it is unclear if he will suit up against the Texans on Sunday. For the front seven, Justin Madubaik is out. And the secondary, no notable injuries. Now let us look at the home team and the Texans. On the O-line, Titus Howard questionable. Howard is hampered by an ankle injury, and it is unclear if he will participate Sunday versus the Ravens. For the running backs and receivers, Brandon Cooks questionable. Cooks is dealing with an injured quadricep, and it is unclear if he will be active Sunday against the Ravens. Duke Johnson questionable. Johnson exited the last game with a sprained ankle, and it is undetermined if will play Sunday against the Ravens. For the front seven on DJJ Watt questionable. Watt has a hip injury, and it is unclear if he will be available against the Ravens on Sunday. Peter Columbayi questionable. Columbayi is nursing a hamstring injury, and it is uncertain if he will take the field Sunday against the Ravens. And the secondary, no notable injuries. My player to watch is Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to talk about his um, running ability, as a lot of other people uh, tend to do so. I'm looking at a quarterback who is the reigning league MVP, 
who last week went 20 for 25, 275 yards passing and three touchdowns. I don't care if you're playing a high school defense. This is an excellent performance uh, to start off the year by the Ravens quarterback. And I want to see what he can do, given what we just saw last Thursday night uh, in Patrick Mahomes carve up this uh, Texans defensive secondary. Can Lamar continue this hot streak of what he did last week against the Browns uh, this week coming in against um, the Houston Texans? This game opened with the Ravens favored by five and now sits with them favored by seven. The total opened at 53 and a half but is now sitting at 49 and a half. The ticket count thus far is 5,384. The Ravens are getting 75% of the tickets and 72% of the money. The under is getting 34% of the tickets and 71% of the money. Our next game is between the Ravens and the Texans. Now here's a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Ravens. On the O-line, Ronnie Stanley questionable. Stanley left the last game with a hip injury and his status for Sunday's clash against the Texans is undetermined. For the running backs and receivers, Chris Moore is out. Justice Hill questionable. Hill sat out the last game with a thigh injury and it is unclear if he will suit up against the Texans on Sunday. For the front seven, Justin Madubaik is out. And the secondary, no notable injuries. Now let us look at the home team and the Texans. On the O-line, Titus Howard questionable. Howard is hampered by an ankle injury and it is unclear if he will participate Sunday versus the Ravens. For the running backs and receivers, Brandon Cook's questionable. Cooks is dealing with an injured quadricep, and it is unclear if he will be active Sunday against the Ravens. Duke Johnson questionable. Johnson exited the last game with a sprained ankle, and it is undetermined if will play Sunday against the Ravens. For the front seven on DJJ Watt questionable. Watt has a hip injury, and it is unclear if he will be available against the Ravens on Sunday. Peter Columbaye questionable. Columbaye is nursing a hamstring injury, and it is uncertain if he will take the field Sunday against the Ravens. And the secondary, no notable injuries. Absolutely. Offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, Brian Schottenheimer. I asked for it last week, and boy, did you give it to us. You unleash Mr. Unlimited in Russell Wilson to the tune of 31 completions, 35 attempts, 322 yards and four touchdowns, and you didn't wait till the fourth quarter to let him loose. In this matchup against Bill Belichick, Cam Newton on the other side, are you going to go back to being conservative or are you going to let Mr. Unlimited continue to play? And if you do so, not only does Russ have a chance to be the league MVP this year, you have a chance to start the season 2-0. Brian Schottenheimer, call the game like you did versus the Falcons. In closing, we want to say thank you for listening to this preview for this week's games. For Kenneth and Billy, this is Summer. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast and that you will join us all season long as we break down the National Football League. And remember, whether it is the SEC, NBA, NHL, NFL or the English Premier League, we are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and we are here to help you find your sports advantage. Enjoy the games everybody.